You're listening to the Pop Zara Podcast. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Pop Zara Podcast. This is your host, Ev Wong. And today we're going to be delving deeper into some issues a certain group of people have had to deal with over the years eating disorders, high expectations, pigeonholed into certain careers, constant harassment. It, it, it's women. I'm talking about women. <laughs> and what better way to discuss these issues than with one of the authors from an anthology called Voices That Count, Patricia Campos. Welcome to the Popstar podcast. Hi, how are you, Evelyn? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to chat to you today. It's my pleasure because I am super happy. Uh, thank you for your time, for being interested in our story and for reading Voices That Count that I think is going to be a, a great book for women, men, teenagers and other people interested in human rights and e equality. Mm, yes. And not only that. So first of all, Patricia, you've had quite the life. You've not like this isn't even your first book. You've written an autobiography called Tierra Mar y Are. Excuse my pronunciation. It's <laughs> Which, perfect. It's better than mine. It's perfect. Uh, gracias, gracias. <laughs> um, and that talks about your journey from childhood to being the first female fighter pilot in the Spanish Navy to a soccer coach and heading to Uganda for Soccer Without Borders. My God, how did you even find time to write a book? <laughs> so, you know all my secrets, Evelyn. So, because when I, when I left the Navy, I have the responsibility to, to do something that people know will happen over there. So uh, why for women is too hard to be the first one doing something because you, when you are different because of your uh, the color of your skin, your religion, being a woman in a world of men, it's so difficult to be there because you have to show that you are perfect 24 hours per day, 30 mm -hmm. days per month, and all mm -hmm. year round and nobody's perfect. So it was very, very hard. And I think that... I had to do something. No? I had to, 2016, we think that things like that doesn't exist, but it's not true. So I need to write this book so people know what is going on. Mm, I love that. I love that. I think that's <laughs> super important because we do need to have other people talk about these experiences to show that it can be done, right? So, so but then tell me, how did, how did this anthology, Voices That Count, how did that come about? How were you invited to join this group of women? So David Hernando is the editor of Planeta. Planeta is a very important publishing company in Latin America and in Spain. Mm -hmm. So he asked me to, would you like to be in this book talking about your story? Like, oh my God, why me? I don't think anything to tell. No, don't say that. Women are all the same. <laughs> Women are, no. If I ask a man, they said, oh, of course. And you are telling me you don't have something important to say? No. All of you, you have an important to say. So he said, okay, yes, what is that? It's a graphic novel. What is that, a graphic novel? So he showed me a different a graphic novel and I was in love because I read books, comics, mm -hmm. but I never read before a, a graphic novel. So uh, for oh. me, it was like, wow, when Evelyn, you don't have time to read. You want to read an important book and it's too big, too many mm -hmm. pages, and you need to do it. it. The graphic novel is super interesting, super fast, super fresh to read. So I recommend people to, to try to read graphic novel. Plus, we have amazing cartoonists that mm. is like amazing. So it's, it's a way to tell something in a fresh manner and a very intuitive manner too. So I recommend everybody to read Voices That Count and Graphic Novel because it's another way of, of reading. Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting because each 
a story because they're like little vignettes for each author. Mm -hmm. And I just loved how each style was so different from the other. It was incredible. I actually thought, I didn't realize that. I actually thought at first that um, each woman was <laughs> illustrating every single one. I was like, wow, these women are incredible. They were going to draw as well as tell these stories. That's wow. That's awesome. So I didn't realize that it was actually just like, what, I think it was one or two artists that were working on it. Is that correct? No, it's every no every story has the 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 prop the special author, a cartoonist or, or drawing. So all the stories together with a beautiful illustration and, and drawings. For example, mine is Sarah Soler. In my yes. story, it's an amazing job. It's like um, combi combining colors. Like for example, the light in Africa is different for the light in Europe. The color of the sun mm. is different in Africa, different from Europe or from the States. So was a, I, I, I saw her photos and she from the photos copy everything and and was an amazing job you have also manga style in different stories so every writer yeah. has her her uh, cartoonist so it's amazing because you can appreciate different styles also mm -hmm. that's so true that's so true um, and I have to say, because you're were a former uh, fighter pilot, my editor wanted to me like he wanted me to mention after he found out that you were a fighter pilot to say, oh, like Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, of course, it always has to go back to that. Um, yes, my girlfriend is more beautiful than his girlfriend. Ah! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's amazing! I love it. No, no. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So can you tell us a bit more about how you became so fascinated with airplanes and what led you to join the Spanish Navy in the first place? Yes, of course. So when I was a child, I wanted to be a soccer player and a pilot. So in my town, I am from a little town, Nogel was playing soccer and for me it was difficult to play with boys because they didn't allow me to play because I was a girl. So it's like, oh my God, So I had to fight all my life to obtain things that for guys are, are normal. So I wanted to play the trumpet that, oh, you cannot play the trumpet because you are a girl. They go, please, please. So it's like I had to fight, fight, and again fight all my life. So I wanted mm -hmm. to be a, a, a soccer player, but in um, 1998, for example, for a woman it was impossible to, to play soccer and to live from soccer. So I mm. thought about being a, a pilot in the Navy, but I am nowadays the, the first one and the only one. So I left the Navy in mm -hmm. 2016, but no no girls follow is following my steps. So I was the only stupid being the rebellion. So oh but my I, gosh. I, I, love, I love planes and I wanted to be a, a pilot. So my mother convinced me to study a university degree and I did it. I when I finished in my heart. So I wanted to be a pilot and I said, ma'am, I finished my degree. Thank you for your advice, but I, I want to be a pilot. So I joined to the, the government exam for being a Navy pilot and I passed mm -hmm. the exam. I remember mm -hmm. we were like more or less 200 people, four girls mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. two openings. So I thought it was almost impossible, but when you study, you work hard, okay. And I did it. So I passed all the exams and I did it. I, I have my position and I joined the Navy in 2005. Oh my gosh. Wait, so then your parents were, but they were open to it. They were okay with you heading into the Navy. 
I don't have a father, I have a mother. No, my, my mother for me is amazing, but now I am talking to you. Thank you to her because when I was a child, I wanted to play soccer. Play soccer. You want to play the trumpet? Play the trumpet. You want to be a pilot? You oh, can be a pilot. Yeah. So it's the person that who pushed me because when I tell somebody before, no, when I told somebody, I want to be a pilot. Oh, you are crazy. So my mother was the one <laughs> telling me that you can do it. So maybe if I, did, if I had another mother, oh, don't do that. You're going to break your leg. Don't be a pilot. It's for men. I wasn't here talking to you, but she pushed me all the time to, to be happy and to achieve my dreams. So thank you to her. I have the most amazing mother in the world. So thank you to her. Mm. To her Oh, and that's so important to have that kind of supportive environment, too, because, I mean, were your friends' mothers the same with them? Like, did they encourage them? Like, I'm just trying to find mm -hmm. out, like, in terms of, like, Spanish culture as well. Is that something that is typical for a lot of Spanish Spanish women? So now the situation changed. I remember I was living in the States, in California and Hawaii, and I came back in 2018, and I, I saw a different uh, society in Spain, no? more like feminist, fighting mm. for equality. But mm. in 2005, social media wasn't too high. I was alone mm. there. So it was difficult to explain my situation in the Navy, being the, the first jet pilot in the Navy. Mm -hmm. But I learned from, from that. No, It's true that you have to believe in yourself fight, be prepared. So when friends, family, society look at you thinking, oh, you are crazy. You cannot be the first woman jet pilot in the Navy. But you have to say, yes, I can and I will do it. So you have to live in yourself. And when you tell something that some people, they don't dare to do, they are going mm -hmm. to tell you, for, maybe for protecting you, Evelyn, it's like, no, you cannot do that. You're going to suffer. You're not going to achieve it. But you yeah. study, you prepare, you put an effort, you believe it. Of course, everybody, men and women, we can achieve our dreams. Mm, that's so true. I think like, I think, I don't know if it's um, the culture nowadays, but a lot of times I find a lot of people can get started or sometimes, well, it takes a long time to get started. But even when they're in the middle of it, sometimes they're just like, oh, no, this isn't going to work out. And then they quit. And so you have to have that persistence and you have to keep going forward in order to actually make it. And that could be any length of time because it took you some time to actually to study for the exams, to actually get into it, to, to get into the Navy as well. But when you were in the Navy, did you experience lots of um, um, prejudices or did you experience <laughs> any discrimination? Well, I mean, obviously, yes. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But was there any sort of like hazing that went on while you were in the Navy? So you have to realize that, uh, I told you before, like, when you are different, you are doing a, a job that is for men. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are not going to lie that because you are stolen, you are stealing his position. Plus, I was working for the government. I did my exam, so I don't have any kind of connection. So I don't have any military people in my life. So I passed the exam. I was there because I studied hard and I deserve it. But they understand that, Evelyn, you and me, we can be a doctor, a psychologist, a nurse, but a pilot? No way. So no, oh. because you're stealing the pilot seat from my friend. So this is the beginning of, uh, they, they don't see us like professionals. They see you like a woman. Mm -hmm. So they don't see you like a, a person who is working with them. No, you, you are a woman mm. and she's taking care of the children, no being a nurse, being a doctor, but no being a pilot. So mm. um, I don't think, um, unfortunately, I, I have the book, so they, they can to read Tierra Maria, you know, to see that how I feel. But mm -hmm. I don't think 
the change the the situation in the in the army in the navy when the air force changed because they don't work together with the society you know what i mean it's like Mm. we are more open diversity uh, gays lesbians equality but mm, they follow another path so Mm. it's a pity no because we are all part of the society women are 50 percent of the population but i don't think they see us like like professionals they see us like a a woman in a place that is not her place so Mm. from that point to the end you can imagine all types of comments all types of jokes. So the the base I was in Spain was Rotten Evil Base. It's a base shared with the stage, and I, because I I was the only woman over there, my friends are all from the stage, and I was telling them what happened to me, all the things they were telling to me. They they always told me, oh, this is intolerating the state. They were out of the navy, because this is not the state. This is Spain. So, mm. but uh, I tell you that for me it was an experience that made me mm, more stronger. Now, mm-hmm. if something happened like that to me, it's like, no, I'm going to stop you right away. So, well, I was 25 yeah. years old, 24 years old. Now I am 45, so no way is going to happen to me again, I think. So, mm-hmm. it was another society. Mm, I didn't have the support of all the, the women because doesn't exist this, the feminist thing, no, in 2005. So, yeah. I think it, you can learn from the experience. You can be sad or no, but the important is you learn your lesson and it's not going to happen again, at least to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And how long were you in the Navy for? 2005-2012. Oh my gosh, seven years of that? <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh. It's enough, it's enough, it's enough, it's enough. Oh my gosh. Ay, ay, ay. But even yeah. you're interviewing me, but if I ask you the same question in, your, in the comic, uh, I don't know in the States, but... Thank you to Voices.com, the, the mm-hmm. cartoonists, the, the best drawers in, in the Spanish society. They are in the book, but like maybe two years ago, three years ago, all the cartoonists, we know they are men. So suddenly, Planeta said, no, I want that book drawn by women because oh. women exist. So it's like, okay, before no, nobody knows women that are illustrators. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like the Planeta push them to be there in the book and now they have a platform, they are they have more visibility, so it's the same. We have to work together to show the world the rest of our society. So women, we are 50% of the society, we have to be there in all the situations, in the, mm-hmm. in the professional job, in the society, in every place. Mm. I find it really interesting that Planeta Comics, uh, uh, sorry, Planeta Comics, um have been pushing more women to actually do that and i don't i I didn't actually look into planeta um but i find it really cool that they are doing that and they're being very feminist about it as well um i'm also curious to see like i don't have the at planeta comics do they have a lot of i'm assuming there's like a lot of women working there i mean i know David was the one who brought you into this book, mm-hmm. but um, I'm assuming that there are other women who work there as well. Is that correct? Yes, the, you know what happened that you remember the Me Too uh, and Times Up movement from the yes. state? Yes. It's like a, a wave that I arrived to Europe. So when I w- arrived to, this, to Spain in 2018, was uh-huh. like I told you a change. You know, like, oh, we have more sorority, more equality, and a lot of companies like Planeta, no? the most of them, they thought, oh, this is a way that you have to be there. 
So this mm -hmm. is a movement fighting for equality that we have to support for uh, women's rights reasons and for marketing reasons because we are the most of the people in here we are talking about feminism. So how mm -hmm. companies so important than Planeta they are not going to do it? Obviously they are going to do it. So they have the power to to have the most professional people in Spain. So they have a book that comes with the it's like a, like a magic book. So the woman of the Spanish sociocultural scene. It's like mm -hmm. they, they have directors, me like a pilot, uh, hostess, the, the most singers, the most important people in the ex-cultural of Spain is in the booth. So for this one, it's very interesting because you can see people in the booth that you saw them on TV and you see, mm -hmm. oh, I didn't know this woman suffered uh, sexual abuse. I didn't know this woman mm -hmm. feel that way when she was doing that. So mm -hmm. it's very important to, to realize about the subject and in order mm -hmm. that, oh, she did that. I can do the same if that happened to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's so important to share these stories, first of all, and also just, to, well, to believe people who talk about these stories and to also have men like in it as well to help support women in general, because I think because it's such a patriarchal society right now. Mm -hmm. And so if men don't speak up, then it's kind of like, yeah, women can help support one another and that's great. But then it kind of there's not enough, we need more, like more from men, essentially. So I'm just no, curious, I, that's a, like, I don't know if that's to, gonna happen. Totally, <laughs> Evelyn, totally agree. So this is a fight that we need men to do this fight mm -hmm. because they are 50% of the society. So it's like when you go to a bookstore, they have mm -hmm. women's section. Why, why is women's section? We are authors, we are writers. Why women's section? Mm -hmm. So what mm -hmm. happened with men? They don't go to the women's section because maybe they are thinking we are talking about cooking and irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so don't yeah. do women's section. Do like uh, literature about uh, autobiographies, adventure, science. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. No women's section because they don't go to women's section. So we go to, we go to men's section to buy their books, but they don't buy our books. So in a, mm -hmm. in a woman presentation, you go there, you see 95% of the public, they are women. Because mm -hmm. it's a woman, the author. No, I go to men presentation and I don't think I'm going to become a man. So I, I go there to, to see how is that book. Not because it's a man or a woman. So men, they are not like that. They look book mm -hmm. made, written by men. So this is a mistake because they are losing a lot of point of view from us. Because we have a different point of view of the life because we have different experiences in the life. So it's good to know different point of view from different people. So if they always buy bookmen, they are going to have the same point of view. Go to the women's section and buy our books the same way we bought our books. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no? Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Yes. And I find it really, I think it'd be really interesting. It's like instead of actually having those, like, yeah, definitely, no, you don't need a woman's section. It could just be adventure. Oh, this, oh, this is a, a book for women. No, the writer is a woman, but it's not for women, it's for everybody. Exactly, like, exactly. And so, like, I think it'd be interesting if they could actually have it where the, like, your the names don't show up so you don't know if it's written by yeah, a man or woman yeah. or whoever or however they identify and then you could just be like okay i'm just going to read this book because plus, it looks interesting and that's it so, uh -huh, plus if you are chris are you listening to us because if you are a father or you're you have a sister or, or you are you have a daughter this book is going to help your sister your daughter and yourself so mm -hmm. it's like 
intelligent, be clever because you're going to learn a lot from this book because fortunately for you, you never feel sexual abuse, chauvinism, bad behavior against women because you're a man. So you can see what happened in the society. But you don't read these books, you don't know what happened to us because you are not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and I think like there are a lot of even there's a lot of women out there who don't know the experiences that other women go through and they don't have that same perspective. So it's just really hard. It's harder for them to fully understand and maybe support other people because they don't they, they've never walked in your shoes before. They don't know the uh -huh. type of like backbone you've had to create for yourself because you've gone through so much adversity, like when you were in the Navy as well. But I know that like um, because you weren't appreciated in the Spanish Navy as a woman. And is that when you actually came out as well as a lesbian or was it? Did no, you come out after? I'm crazy, but not too much crazy to do that. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. No, in the, oh. Navy, in, in the Navy, I was pretending I like boys to protect myself. Oh, I have been, been a woman. God. So if I am a woman, I am a lesbian. They're going to kill me. No, no, no. I, I, pretending I have a boyfriend in my town. No, was out of the Navy. So my, my family, my friends, they know, but no, in the Navy, because I was scared. I was super young and I thought, oh, my boss, they don't like me because I am a woman. So if I am a woman plus lesbian, I have everything that, no, no, no. So when oh. was, I was, I wrote Tierra Maria, so I came mm -hmm. out socially and full. So, but wow. it, we, we are a lesbian, I don't know you, but when you're a lesbian and you travel to a place or you go to a doctor or you are in different situations, you have to get mm -hmm. out of the closet a lot of times because it's like explaining your life. What is your husband? No, I don't have a husband. Oh, I have a, it's like coming out of the closet again mm. and again. Oh, maybe you go to Africa like me, you have to get into the closet because they are going to, to rape you or to kill you because you're a lesbian. So it's like, it's like too much work. You know what I mean? I, like, oh my God. Yeah. It, that just, it boggles the mind though, because you are still the same person. It's not just because, like, I, I still find it so, so crazy how people can't equate this is just the same person. It's just that their orientation is different. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I like I, you because you are nice and you're a good person. I, I don't ask you, oh, you're a transsexual, you're a lesbian. No, I don't care. It's your life. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we should not be like, oh, why does that even matter? Oh, yeah. Anyways, that that's a whole other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but, next, um, Emily, back, next book, next book. Yeah, yes, exactly. The, your next book, definitely. I would uh -huh. love to see that. Um, but yeah, so you decided to, so after you left the Spanish Navy, you decided to go after your passion of playing soccer and then you moved to California. How was that adjustment from your European um, European culture to a North American one? What was that like? So I love you guys because you are very nice, very friendly. And... <laughs> I don't know. It's like because I, I was in, uh, I went to the States to be a soccer coach and mm -hmm. you are very intelligent people. Like, you know, that in Spain, we play really good soccer and you, mm -hmm. you want to improve that. You think, oh, this lady came from the from Spain. So she knows about soccer. So I'm going to hire her. So mm -hmm. it's good because I am a woman, but I, I, I am a coach. So if for, for you, it was okay that I am a woman, I am a, I am a soccer coach. So for me, it was like amazing that Nobody judged me for being a, a soccer coach. You know, you appreciate mm -hmm. that being a soccer coach from Europe. So for mm -hmm. me, it was like super nice. It's, it's true also that I am white. So I understand mm -hmm. that society, you go to a place like the States or Spain or Europe mm -hmm. and you are black, you have, I think, less opportunities. No, you are white mm -hmm. is more 
everybody is more open to you. It doesn't uh -huh. have to be like like that being realistic so i am white i am from euro so being in the state for me was super easy mm. so i don't want to generalize that uh, no you want to stay no because i know people from mexico i know people from africa that the experience are is totally different but for me it was mm -hmm. super nice because everybody was like very friendly with me they opened mm -hmm. their doors so I, I only have to say positive things about the stage Honestly. Oh, that's, yeah, mm -hmm. thank you. I appreciate. That's that's good. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think. Um, yeah. Did you find similarities in how women are treated in both cultures, or was it very different from your perspective? For no, mira. Uh, regarding to the sports, you are like uh, more advanced than us because your principal, your main sport is football for men. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you don't see like football coach women, right? In the professional mm -hmm. football. Environment. So, yeah. soccer for you is for women. Mm -hmm. So, for the reason women, we are welcome as a player, as a soccer coach. But in Spain, our football is soccer. So, soccer is for men. So, the, mm. the salaries, the environment is prepared for men, not for women. So, now we are mm -hmm. fighting no? to have the same rights, the same money, the same uh, opportunities. But in regarding to sport, I think you treat women better than in Spain. Mm -hmm. Because you can you can live, you have a good salary, being an athlete in the stage, and Spain is kind of difficult, okay? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we have differences, but at the end, it's, see, it's a different culture. I think mm -hmm. your, your country has, I think, 427 millions of people. We are only 40, so you can mm -hmm. imagine the, the difference. You have all, a lot of races in the stage. In Spain, everybody is the same, white. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we, have, we are Catholic, you have 1,000 religions in the stage, so... I learn a lot in your country because you have a lot of job opportunities. It's totally different. We are like more humble in the way that we don't have great salaries, but we are happier, I think. You know what I mean? It's like you are working mm -hmm. 24 hours per day. We are working like eight or less, but we have enough. Mm -hmm. You have big houses. We have normal houses. You have three, three cars. We have a small car. So it's like mm -hmm. it's different, but at the end, Everybody wants to be happy. You are looking for mm -hmm. the more economic way and we are looking for more the, the family, the social way. But at the end, we are looking for the same happiness, right? Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So true. <laughs> I mean, like I loved when I went to Barcelona and when I went to Valencia and when I went to Seville. Are you in just... Valencia? I live yes, in Valencia. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, my God. I loved. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it going? so much. When? No, where? Where exactly? Oh. Um, oh my gosh, I honestly, it's, it was over 20 years ago, and I can't quite remember the names, I'm so sorry, oh my gosh, I loved it, I loved it, the food, the culture, like, uh, also like um, when I was in Barcelona, I loved the art as well, and I mean, like, yeah. Valencia had some of that too, it was just so, it was just so the, vibrant, and I the, thought, the oh my gosh, yeah. Now it's different because 20 years ago, Valencia grew up, mm, the government is taking care more of the buildings, Barcelona has a lot of political problems, a lot of tourism mm -hmm. is going to Barcelona, is coming to Valencia, Valencia is mm -hmm. full of tourists, it's changed a lot, eh? so you have to come back to compare Barcelona and Valencia. Oh, definitely. I will ha I will definitely have to go back. Oh my gosh. I I just I first of all, personally, I just loved the siestas in the afternoon. I was like, <laughs> "Oh, yes, I have to. I'm sorry. I have to take a nap now." <laughs> oh, 
Because <laughs> everything is closed, so I have to take a nap. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, I see. See, 30 minutes when I went up is true, it's true, and it's good for you, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh, it's so good for you. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like talking, about talking about differences in the stage and in Spain is like, in the stage you have open all the all the stores 24 hours, right? Mm. For me, it was like, yeah. oh my god, why you need to be open 24 hours? You go to exactly. the store, like I don't know. It's like, oh, people, they're working 24 hours. It's like, wow. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of insane. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I I absolutely adored. Uh, just try. I would love to go back and travel more around Spain because oh, also the food. Oh, the food was ridiculous. Oh, so good. So, so good. <laughs> oh, I miss it so much. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, but back to business. <laughs> I can't get distracted. But, um, aye, aye, so, aye. <laughs> but I did want to mention because like, um, so you went from being in California, becoming a, a soccer coach there. How did you go from California to Uganda? though? So that's that is very so, like on the opposite ends of the spectrum almost. Opposite, totally opposite. So I I, I was volunt volunteering with my mom since I was a child in my town in Onda. Mm. So I want, all my life I thought I wanted to do a different voluntary volunteering like in Spain, in Europe, in the States, everybody has food, clothes, uh, health, at least in Spain, no? free education, mm -hmm. free health system. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to do a volunteer in a place that they don't have food, water, doctors. And I look on, online and I, I, I found Uganda. Mm -hmm. Women have a lot of problems, a lot of HIV, chauvinism, mm -hmm. violence. Digo, mm, I want to go there to see with my eyes what is going on and how can I help them. So I thought my only tools were like, mm, I know how to fly a, pain, a plane, but I don't have a plane to get on all the body in the plane to to take them to Spain. But mm -hmm. I was a soccer coach, so the okay, maybe through soccer mm -hmm. I can know what is going on and I can give visibility to these people in Spain. So people society in Europe they can help them. So mm -hmm. I, I did that. I went to the to Uganda alone. Don't do it, Evelyn. Don't go to Uganda alone. It's dangerous. Oh so, okay. yeah. Yeah. So being a woman white woman over there alone they were looking at me like you are crazy what are you doing here when I, I told them i play soccer they told me oh you are lying you are a man so they thought i was lying what? so i never said i yeah I, I, I never said i am a pilot because i, I say I'm, i am a pilot it's like no way so yes so, women in uganda they have 12 children 50 children so they don't have any education they don't practice sports so no no oh way you're a soccer coach. Yeah. So oh. I try to convince teachers, parents, neighbors that they allow me to play soccer with sister, daughter, wife, and they tell me no, 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 no. So because I am very persuasive, no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, please, please, please. So, okay, okay, you can play. So I, I join all the women in the community in Uganda. Mm -hmm. Kayansi, the place is, the name is Kayansi. So mm -hmm. I we when playing soccer, the men and all the children, teenager boys, they were looking at us, insulting us, throwing us stones. So like, what are these doing? And okay, I nowadays it's like since 2015 we have three teams, women, oh. boys, and women with HIV. 
So I try oh, that everybody wow. play together because you know what happened that if play women against men is like a fight, women against men. So mm -hmm. I, I, I force them to play together. They didn't mm -hmm. go to play with uh, people, women with HIV because they thought that if you see a woman to the eyes and she has HIV, she can, she can infect you. So it's not true, you know that. So, oh, they, okay, mm -hmm. I, I brought my balls from Spain and I I tell them, I told them, you want to play with my balls because they don't, they don't have soccer balls, you have to follow my rules. Mm -hmm. So, okay, okay, okay. So now we are playing boys, girls, women with HIV. So it's super fun. Now they they know the girls with HIV by the name. They don't throw them stones. They don't insult mm -hmm. them. So it's totally different. So when you practice a sport with gender perspective, mm -hmm. so it's super fun. You can have things that you are talking about human rights or equality you are not going to have. So being doing a, a soccer a game is like, wow, you can have a lot of things that any you know you don't you cannot have these things if you are only talking. So the, it's showing them that women we can play soccer, we women we can be part of the team. Women not only exist to have children or to clean the house, we, we can be their friends. So it's like showing them that we are there and we are part of the society. So all the, the things we are teaching in the soccer uh, game, these mm -hmm. men and women, they are passing this thing to, to the community. So it's super nice to see how the behavior of these people change during these years. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. That is amazing. Just to be able to have them see women as people and not just uh -huh. be like yeah no you're a mom you're an aunt you have you have to stay at home you work you work at home only and take care of the children oh that's incredible so then um is is that um association is that um is that still going on in uganda right now yes. like are the teams so oh that's amazing we are we are the then uh, in 2017 uh, was like a lot of people know the my idea so i thought i can do it alone so we did a non-profit organization the name is goals for freedom so dot mm -hmm. so you are online you put goals for freedom.com and you can see all the things we are doing in valencia also so when we you come back oh. to valencia we are playing oh, wow. soccer with women who suffer domestic violence Mm. Uh, people, men and women with uh, mental problems and people mm. from Africa, one of the countries. So we play like a soccer game, but no, it's a competitive soccer game. In fact, we have rules. So for example, if I have a, a guy from Morocco that he thinks that he plays soccer really well, they go, no, calm down. You have to pass the ball to all the players. <laughs> so no, you're not going to score because we are not here for you. We are here for them. So you allow, mm. I allow you to play because this is free. The, the, the Council of Valencia give me the the soccer field but this is for women so you can play but it's not your game so they think that oh it's free i'm going there to be messi or ronaldo to score 1000 goals no 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 no. the goals we, the women score the goals so everybody has to touch the ball everybody is part of a team so everybody has the freedom of being important in the team so it's a soccer game with gender perspective again oh do you find that like um, something that would help in terms of having men see women as people is just to have them a go through that of just like seeing a woman score the goal versus him on him or versus him and just having them like experience the sense of humility as well of course i think that uh, for example in, now in spain I, I don't know you know that we are uh, the abolition of the prostitution 
So, like being women that are forced to be prostitutes in Spain, we want to finish that. So, why is happened that in Spain or Italy in the state? Because men see us like an object. In this case, sexual mm-hmm. objects. So we are women, women, women and women, women, uh, women beings in, in in this world. So if they see us like a like a teammate, like a mm-hmm. sister, like a daughter, like a mother, like a friend, this thing they are, is not going to happen. So mm-hmm. they have to change the the perspective that how they see each other, but how we are going to do that? Education, every education, since they are two years old, one year old, zero years old, education from the same family, from the school, from the university, for the society, for the, the books, from the TV. So you saw a boy, little boys, that women, we are human beings, they are going to respect us. If you are sexualizing us in the publicity, if you are putting us in bad situations, they are going to see us like an option or like a like a person. So we have to change the the way we are seeing women in publicity or, or women in books. So like for example five years mm-hmm. ago, all the books that you read in, in university or the school is like talking about examples of men. No, mm-hmm. we, we have women that they discover things, they, they are writers, they are painters, you know what I mean? So put them in the book. So men mm-hmm. they can see that we are important to this society. Mm-hmm. And I think like one of the biggest factors in contributing to how men see women as sexual objects is obviously porn. And uh-huh. uh, I think like with that, until we can get uh, do away with porn and to have all these like unrealistic expectations of how women should look as well, which is something that Voices That Count also addresses, not the porn aspect, the actual how women should look mm-hmm. aspect. Um, I don't. I don't know, like, I know that we are slowly making progress in this, but I think, like, until porn is completely gone, it will, con- like, this this brainwashing of men will continue, and they will, like, continue to see women as sexual objects as well, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, like, it's just, but, I mean, like, in terms of unrealistic expectations on women of how they should be and how they should look, too. I mean, like for you, I, as an athlete, I'm sure you didn't really, I don't know if you ever had to deal with any sort of um, eating disorders or anything like that while while you were growing up or while you were even in the Navy or anything like that. No, because no, I, I, I am lucky. So my mother is skinny me too. So I eat whatever oh, I want. Okay. No, but it's true that it's a problem in the book. We are talking about that too, the, the eating problem because when you see TV, you see women like super skinny, super beautiful. Yeah. Oh my God, and we want to be like them. This is not true. So we have mm-hmm. the pressure to be super beautiful, super perfect all the time. And men, mm-hmm. they, they can have gray hair, they can be yes. whatever. You see the, the last in Twitter, they are talking about Mike Jagger. Oh, Mike Jagger, he is a grandfather, he's super strong, he's the best one, he's 79 years old. Okay, next thing, Beyonce. Beyonce, 40 years old, is too old to be a singer. What? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> really? So you're talking about Mick Jagger, like, wow, and now Beyonce is too old to be a, a, a pop star? Come on. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. No, I, yeah. And it's also like after, yeah, of course, like, and after, like you said, after a certain age, women just kind of disappear as well, too. And especially in media, it's just like once you quote unquote age out, 
then you're kind of not seen as a useful person in society. It's just like we need to have younger and younger and younger people to replace all these quote unquote older people who are just in their 40s, which I find so ridiculous. No, I, I am now a soccer commentator on national TV. And mm -hmm. before, the only girls were in the soccer TV or talking about soccer was super beautiful girls, blonde ones on the yes. field talking with soccer players, but they don't, they are not interested in soccer or they don't know anything about soccer, but they were there because they are beautiful. So we changed Yes. That. So now yeah. we have women prepared talking about soccer or, or preparing interviews. But before it's like, I had this beautiful girl, blonde girl, I put it here mm -hmm. so many they are watching the... The, the TV show, so it's like, oh my God! So little, like you say, little by little, we are changing, but we had to work a lot to finish with all these things. Mm -hmm. And I find that like um, a lot of times, a lot of the younger women play into it as well because they think they. I understand that they see it as an opportunity to, in like, to move up in their career as well. So I get that they try to play up that part of just being, yes, I'm super young. I'm like, I look this way and all that stuff, but. I find it's a lot of women, we honestly need to support each other. We cannot be infighting with with other women just to get a certain part. It just, there's more than so, enough to go around. There's more than enough to go around. So who, who was the actress in the States who was doing a movie and said, no, I'm quitting because the, the producer you, you hire is a sexual predator? Was like Michelle, no, Michelle Pfeiffer, no. Like recently... A woman in, in your country, a famous actress, I don't remember the name, was uh -huh. doing a, a movie and the company had a producer that was accused of uh, oh. yeah, sexual abuse and she writes a letter to the Los Angeles Times saying I'm quitting because it's my job, I have the power to say no to working with these mm. people, so I'm going to protect my daughter and the, all mm. the girls that have the age of my daughter. So, Women, women who can do that because economically they can do that and they have the power, they have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really hope they do more so, like more of them actually speak out and actually do something. Yeah, that like that would be the ideal world. <laughs> well, no, mira, like, every, like voices that count, we are telling that mm -hmm. this is real. So this happened in Spain, but the same things happen in the States for sure. So oh, we have like yes. night examples of women that they are actors, they are um, journalists, they are writers. So they have suffered bad things from men. So please mm -hmm. read it and don't do it because the thing you are doing is bad for you, for women and for your family. Don't do that. Change your behavior because it's bad for everybody, please. But yes. you don't you don't read this kind of book like Voices.com. You don't know that what you are doing is bad. Well, I, I don't know. They do. May, I think they do. But it's like, OK, no, it's the, the easy way for them to do the things. But thinking about no us, only about them. So if they have wife, daughters, sisters. You like that somebody do that to your daughter? No, I don't think so. So don't do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I find it interesting that how, like, especially I think it was in the first story where it, it talks about how this man who was like a typical chauvinistic trumpeter, he suddenly changed after he had a daughter. And it's just like, you don't have to wait until you have a daughter. You have uh -huh. a mother. You have a, you may have a sister. If you don't have a sister, you may have a female cousin they are also women <laughs> like why is it so hard to understand <laughs> I, yeah. yeah this woman is julia otero is a journalist very famous in europe in spain 
So mm -hmm. after the book, another person interviewed her and she was explaining how a producer tried to abuse her. And she oh. stopped him and she said, because I had the power to stop her because I, I was more older than before. But it did happen to me when I was younger. Maybe I didn't know what to do. So mm. it's important that women that we can stop that, we stop that and we say it. Because mm. if they don't understand, maybe they are scared that they don't do it. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Patricia, I could talk to you forever about this. Me too, <laughs> oh me too. <laughs> oh, so before we ask you the last last question, is there a certain message you like women or anyone who identifies as a woman to hear? So believe in yourself. Try to be happy. Don't listen to people that mm, they don't see the they don't see the light that like like you see. So you think you have to do something, do it. Don't pay attention to to comments from people that they don't appreciate your work or your effort and follow your your dreams, fight, work, and, and got it. But you need to know that society is difficult, it's complicated, but you have to fight. And if you want something from the bottom of your heart, you are going to have it. So don't desist and fight and, and achieve your dreams. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's that's very inspirational. And I love, I can see why you're a very popular soccer coach. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I think that. It's okay if, if I tell you, Evelyn, I want to be a firefighter. Oh, don't do that, Patricia. Oh, my God. No, I don't expect that. It's like, yes, you can do it. Of course, try it. But yeah. people, they are not like that. Oh, no, Evelyn, don't do that. You are going to be hurt. Oh, no, no, no. You can do it because you have the option. You have the body, the mind to do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, like, it could also teach you how to have a such a strong, it builds a strong backbone for yourself for anything else in the future that you do as well. So I think that's also very important for you, like for anyone who has, who's afraid to take that first step, you should just try it. And if it's hard, yes. like, life is hard. I'm sorry, life isn't easy. <laughs> so no, no, like, life isn't easy. It's, it's something that you have to go through. There's like a lot of things that you need to do in order to build up who you really are. And I think that's incredible. That's such an incredible lesson to have in life. Yes, I really oh my gosh. You have to be prepared and fight because nobody's going to give you anything. So you have to be prepared to fight and study and work, work mm -hmm. and work to, to achieve your dreams. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So please tell us where we can find you and find out more information about you, your books and also Voices That Count. So the book is going to be released July 12th in the States. So mm -hmm. if you want that your life is going to be better, you have to buy the book. Right, Evelyn? Yes, yes, definitely. Only one, two or three to share with your family and friends. Definitely. Yes, okay. yeah. Especially so, to the men. Especially to the men. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So you can find the book in bookstores, comic book shops, and online retailers. So, it's, so you have the option to have it. And it's in English. You can have it also in Spanish. You want to practice Spanish like you, Evelyn, or you want to learn more Spanish. Sí, sí. Ajá, muy bien, muy bien. So, <laughs> Gracias. And for me, it's important too to say that uh, Goals for Freedom is a non-profit organization that we are helping people in Uganda. So go inside and look what we are doing over there. And if you want to help, help us, please. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that will definitely be in the show notes as well. So thank, you, thank you again. Thank you so much again, Patricia Campos, for coming on today to the Popstar podcast to have this chat. 
and just I'm so excited to see your next book as well. Uh -huh. <laughs> so there's so many things crazy. going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, so Goals for Freedom will be in our show notes and Voices That Count again comes out on July 12th in all different retailers. And yeah, so please go pick one up for yourself and more for your family and friends as well. So thank you so much again. And I wish you the best, Patricia. Uh, Evelyn, my pleasure. Thank you to you. Thank you to Chris. And it was super fun, the, this chat, eh? and very interesting. And thank you for having me in your show and for your interest in Voices That Count. Thank you. Okay, bye. You've been listening to the PopZara podcast. For more quality original content, check out PopZara.com for the latest reviews and previews in gaming, movies, tech, and more.